Welcome to the Freddie Mac Single Family Home Starts Here podcast. Your connection to all the latest industry trends, insights, and points of view on the mortgage market from Freddie Mac leaders and other industry experts. Welcome to Freddie Mac Single Family Home Starts Here podcast. This is Liz McGavro, your host with Freddie Mac Single Family. And today I have some very special guests joining me to talk about Freddie Mac's mission. Our mission is to provide liquidity, stability, and affordability to the housing market. And affordability is truly at the cornerstone of that mission. Affordability issues have had profound impacts on both homeowners and renters, with more than half of Americans making spending or housing changes to afford their monthly housing payment. The upfront cost of purchasing a home, including down payments and closing costs, are commonly noted as a primary obstacle to home ownership. And fast forward to June 2020, the impacts of COVID-19 has added additional layers of complexity and financial hardships for many Americans. And the question becomes, how do we support those in crisis? Our guests today underscore the value of home ownership by advocating for consumers through each stage of the process, from credit and money management to guidance and counseling on how to close on a home. They also advocate for sustainable homeownership in their communities. With me today are Carrie Harris of the DE Power Group, representing the rural market of Mississippi, Lizette Castaneda from Lucha, representing the urban Hispanic market of Chicago, and Stacey Walker, Freddie Mac's Director for Housing Outreach in our Client and Community Engagement Group. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Hello. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you for being here. So I'm going to start with Stacy because Stacy, I know your team hears firsthand all the challenges facing frontline housing advisors. So can you tell us about your role supporting and managing partnerships with borrower help centers across the country? Absolutely. Thank you, Liz. So my team has the responsibility of working with housing counseling agencies called our borrower help centers across the country that we work very closely with on the front line to help consumers who are considering home ownership. They also assist borrowers who may need some additional assistance because of a hardship such as COVID. And they often are the first line of defense for consumers coming in asking questions around home ownership and financial capability. Thanks, Stacey. And I assume because of the large footprint that your team covers that you have insight into a really diverse population of clients. Can you talk a bit about the people who are seeking assistance from the borrower help centers? Sure. Our borrower help centers get a variety of different clients, those that are seeking financial literacy, some that are interested in home buyer education because they're interested in buying a home. And again, some that are facing some type of a hardship and they need to know what their options are other than a foreclosure. They may want a forbearance or some other kind of assistance, and they just don't know where else to to turn so they would come to one of our borrower help centers. Terrific. And I'm sure each market has really distinct needs. So Lizette and Carrie, we're really glad you're here today to give us insight into some of those different markets and their needs. So you both work with communities that are vulnerable to economic downturns. So can you first tell us a bit about your respective organizations? What are the top concerns, some of the challenges that you're hearing from clients right now? And Lizette, we'll start with you. Thank you so much. So Lucha is an organization that was founded in 1982 in the wake of organizing in a Puerto Rican community really to advance housing as a human right. In that vein, we have both developed affordable housing and we have the borrower help center, which really allows us to come at stability and affordable housing from both the rental and the home ownership perspective. We do serve a majority Latino community. We are anchored in the Humboldt Park community in Chicago, which is a majority Latino and Black community. 
among the biggest concerns that we have these days in terms of COVID is really that we are seeing extraordinarily high numbers in these communities of COVID infection rates. Of the top 15 communities in Illinois, 11 of them are majority Latino communities. The numbers in both the Black and Brown communities for COVID are staggeringly high, and they are much higher than they are for our white or other ethnic group counterparts. This really is because so much of the essential work is being done by both Black and Brown folks in this city, and that means that we are really experiencing with people, the fear of COVID, the fear of infection, of coming back home to multi-generational homes and infecting others. Part of what we have seen then means that we've got people who are nurses trying to fight off foreclosures. And at this time when everyone is working with less people, when staff is down, it has been really difficult at moments, but we continue to persevere. Thanks, Lizette. Wow, those are sobering statistics. And thank you for the work that you're doing in those communities. What about you, Carrie? What are you seeing and hearing? Yes, thank you very much. DE is a comprehensive housing counseling agency that is HUD approved and a Freddie McBarr Health Center. We are very, very proud of the work that we're doing in Mississippi, particularly in Macomb, Mississippi. Back in 2005, during Hurricane Katrina, we were fortunate enough to be one of the agencies that was deployed to assist survivors and individuals who had been affected by Hurricane Katrina. And during that time, we saw the devastating need and overwhelming need for just a comprehensive housing counseling service and helping survivors understand how to access resources and affordable, sustainable housing. So we were able to bring down Freddie Mac and Freddie Mac allowed us the opportunity in a very short period of time to open the Macomb Freddie Mac Borough Help Center. What we're seeing now during COVID is that the overarching concern for the majority of the folks who contact our agency, what happens when the crisis finally fades? They're concerned about stability, income stability, housing stability, resource stability. As it relates to income stability, the loss and reduction of employment, the lockdown consequences, many large employers going out of business, layoffs, even small mom and pop shops going out of business, limitations of unemployment benefits, the delayed payments. There's tremendous confusion on policy and because the system is overwhelmed as it is all over the country. As it relates to housing stability, the looming evictions, the disparity in renter protection laws around the country, particularly in Mississippi. Many rental residences are privately financed, so they don't qualify under the CARES Protection Act. There's a pending spike in foreclosures as the crisis fades for the non-government mortgages, so there's tremendous anxiety. And then another great concern that we're going to see that we believe will be just enormous, soft homelessness. Families and individuals have no home, but are not necessarily living on the street. And then resource stability. Folks who are going back to work, but schools might not open, there's a issue with childcare. As kids cannot return to school, even if their parents retain a job, how they're going to be fed. Many of them are struggling to feed their children. That's a great concern. And then transportation with utilities, internet, if distance learning is the only option that they might have. Because in the rural community, broadband and internet access is a tremendous concern and it's an impediment for many families. Many families have smartphones, but they have very poor internet connection. So those are the primary overarching concerns that we are hearing from the rural markets. So is it safe to say that forbearance is a big concern for both of these groups? Absolutely. Because many of them say once the COVID relief ends, how will we be able to catch up on our mortgage payments? Are the lenders willing or able to rewrite some of the mortgages so that homeowners can be set back you know, on their feet, especially privately held mortgages? 
how long will it take for the thousands of homeowners currently in forbearances to find out if they are approved for extensions? How long will they have to await the decision? And so it creates tremendous anxiety and instability in many families. I will also add that I think for a lot of people, there have been a lot of resources that have been put out by local, state, federal governments, and they've been able to take advantage of that. But everyone is clear that all of that will run out at some point. We are already sort of seeing a lot of COVID fatigue, like literally in whether or not people are wearing masks or how they're going out into the world. And so a lot of what we're talking about feels like we should be over it already. But the reality is that the help will end the aid will end, the moratoriums on evictions or foreclosures will all end. And then what will happen? Because we also hear economists and we hear other folks talking about how the repercussions economically of COVID will last for a very long time. But right now, it doesn't feel like the resources will and it doesn't feel like any of the protections in the policy world will last that long. And so this is part of that instability that I think Carrie's talking about, which is feeling like you're helping right now, but really we're just kicking the can down the road and all of this is going to fall apart at some point soon. And that's a great point. So to that point, how have you both prepared your housing advisors to support consumers during this time? We support our counselors with additional training to help them to be even more responsive and sensitive to the client concerns and anxieties, because that's very real for our clients. We provide job aids to our counselors, like charts or internet-based guides, to allow them to direct clients to appropriate additional resources, even if they are the resources that are outside of our agency, as well as providing support to counselors for self-help during this season with their own personal stress and anxieties as they work to assist the clients, because self-help as well as self-care is critically important for our counselors. Burnout is real, and this is a very emotional time. It's unprecedented. It's a time that we have not, in my lifetime, we've not been confronted with even greater than the mortgage crisis. So we're ensuring that our counselors are getting self-care and we provide them as much assistance as possible. To that point, I think that among the things that we have done is that we've tried very hard to be as flexible as we can. We know that some of our staff has become short order cooks and homeschool teachers and have all sorts of other things also happening literally within the four walls of their homes as well. And so for us, flexibility has been a major thing, a sort of saying to folks, as long as the work is getting done, as long as the utmost thing, which is that our clients and our tenants are being served, however it is that we need to do that, however it is that we need to arrange that, we can do that. Also, like Carrie was saying, I think that the additional resources have also been imperative. For many of our counselors, they're the person that someone knows. They're the one that I can go to for help. They're the one that I can ask questions to, even if it's not in their area of expertise. It can be something like, I need access to a food pantry because I need to save my money for my mortgage or my rent because I was laid off and something else has happened. And so being able to resource the counselors and say, like, here are all the things that we know of. Here are what our partners are throwing out there. Here's what we can access. And making sure that it is at their fingertips and accessible has been a huge game changer for them. And it really has made a difference in their ability to refer out and sort of send people to the things that they need. Because, you know, you can't shelter without housing, you can't shelter in place without housing. But you also need all of the other things like food, like medicine, access to some sort of technology for your child to be able to attend online classes. And so making sure that we share that information amongst each other and that we can really direct all of our tenants and clients to them has been imperative. 
And Carrie, I'd like to ask about your experience in a rural area, because I know in Mississippi, you all cover a very large portion of the Mississippi Delta. And so most of that is very rural. So how is that different or what are you having to do that's different in a rural area versus a more urban or metropolitan area? We're having to rely heavily on our relationship with our churches. We have a great network of churches that we call our church hubs. And we have great, just amazing community leaders who have been the backbone of our efforts and support. Just a lot of community leaders who are just amazing and who have been in that community for many, many years. Many of Pastor Stacy, whom you've met, they're still on the front line assisting us with getting documents and letting many of the clients come to their facilities to upload their documents because they don't have internet access. So the church is making it available for them to come in and use their copiers or printers or computers and various things, as well as providing food for families and for many families who might need childcare for the mom to go out and apply for unemployment and that kind of thing. So we have relied heavily on our relationships through our church hub network. Yeah, that's great information. And I really do want to thank you for bringing this to light. You know, I think we talk about these communities and these challenges at a high level pretty much every day at Freddie, but I think really hearing firsthand what some of these individuals are experiencing is really going to bring this home for our listeners. So thank you for that. And I do want to turn back and talk about resources for a moment because here at Freddie, you know, ever since COVID hit back in early March officially and the crisis began, we put our entire hearts and souls and teams into creating resources and guidance and trying to help drive change through the industry to make sure that people were getting the help they need. So under the banner of our hashtag help starts here campaign, we've really been working nonstop to bring solutions to servicers, to borrowers, and to really have a place for people to go to find what they needed in a clear and transparent way. So we really feel like we've accomplished that here at Freddie, and we've heard from the industry that they you know, have found having this place to go and the central point very helpful. So I wanted to turn back to Stacy and talk about first, Stacy, can you talk about some of these options that we've offered during this crisis? And then also how your team, which focuses on specific resources for the BHCs to use for their clients, how those have changed with COVID. We've learned a lot since the crisis in 2008. And what we understood right away was that we were going to have to equip our borrower help centers and other partners with as much information as possible. We understand that not all servicers and everyone in the servicer shops understands 100% what Freddie Mac offers versus anyone else. So we scheduled a series of webinars for our borrower help centers to keep them updated as much as possible on all of our relief options. They changed very rapidly, so we have had several webinars in order to make sure that they had the most up-to-date information for their clients as possible. And also, I just want to reiterate, Liz, what you said about our Help Starts Here campaign, which is an interactive guide for homeowners. It's really clearly done, and it's on our website, on our single-family website, and it clearly ushers consumers through step-by-step of what they should do based on what their circumstance And so that has been very, very helpful for our borrower help centers and their clients. And I'd also like to add that 
we arm our borrower help centers with information, but we're also very clear that our borrower help centers are not used to working 100% remote. So it was an uphill battle immediately for all of them to go 100% remote when they're used to going into an office every day. So we've been able to assist them with other solutions as far as working remotely through this COVID pandemic as well. And Stacey, that has just been an amazing, just been a, truly a blessing for us, particularly in the Mississippi market. As you said, we did face-to-face counseling. We did not do virtual. And so we were not equipped with all of the tools that we needed to instantly provide our services remotely. And Freddie has just been phenomenal in that way in assisting us to be able to continue with our home education, our credit counseling, all of our classes remotely through the services, the financial resources, as well as access to technology that you all have provided for us. I just wanted to say that and just say thank you for that. You're welcome. Absolutely. I also think that even with the putting of the resources together and the webinars and having everything in one place has been incredibly helpful for a lot of people that hasn't been the case. And there's a lot of searching and a lot of asking questions. And, you know, it's COVID. Everyone's working from home. And so it's hard to get a hold of people and it's hard to make it through systems and it's hard to know exactly what you're looking for. And that hasn't necessarily, that has not been at all, actually, our experience with Freddie. And even just the asking and the acknowledging of the uphill battle with technology is so huge for us in the work that we do. You know, we are nonprofits, we are mission-based, you know, we can't just immediately switch on and turn on all the things because we just don't have that kind of infrastructure and those kind of resources. And so that acknowledgement, and that like patience with us and like understanding like this is what's happening and then figuring out how you could help. It really just, it makes a world of difference. It truly does. Oh, that's great to hear. One of the specific resources that I did want to make sure we touched on today is our new payment deferral solution, which it sounds like is going to be super important for the communities and the clients that you both serve. So Stacey, do you want to give a quick overview for our listeners of our payment deferral solution? So our recently announced COVID-19 payment deferral solution returns a homeowner's monthly mortgage payment to its pre-COVID amount by adding up to 12 months of missing payments to the end of their mortgage term without accruing any additional interest or late fees. This will ensure that the mortgage is current once they're back on their feet and when other options such as repayment plan are not feasible. Thanks, Stacey. This is definitely a solution that the market was anxiously awaiting, and we hope to be able to support a lot of homeowners with it. So this is a good one to have in our back pocket. So with that, Lizette and Carrie, I assume this would be a resource that you would advocate for with your consumers, but what others do you usually bring to their attention when you're talking about situations such as this? We absolutely will advocate for this, and I think it will be a great resource for many, many, many homeowners. We partner with the Mississippi Home Corporation in assisting them with an application with mortgage assistance. And if the applicant is deemed eligible, the homeowner can qualify for up to six months of mortgage assistance. And also for self-employed homeowners affected by COVID, we have been encouraging them to apply for unemployment benefits online. And now I understand that there are some additional resources that will be coming to that area that will be announced through Mississippi Home Corporation July 1st. In addition to what Freddie offers, Mississippi Home Corporation has many programs and services that they're making available for homeowners affected by COVID as well as renters. In Chicago, we've been really fortunate to have a lot of help from both the city of Chicago and the state of Illinois. Most recently, the state of Illinois put money aside from its portion of money from the CARES Act. And we are expecting that in the next few weeks, the Illinois Housing Development Authority will be able to start giving grants to help people with any losses that they have faced in income due to COVID so that they can stay in their homes. 
the Department of Housing for the City of Chicago and the Illinois Development Housing Authority have both been very focused on helping people stay in their homes. They know that the best case scenario is not that people have to move or find a new place, but really that they are able to stay where they are. And so they have both come up with programs and we are expecting that the City of Chicago will also very soon be able to put something forth similar to what Ida has been able to do because of the money from the CARES Act. So those have certainly been the biggest ones. Locally, we also know that we've seen a lot of mutual aid societies pop up and a lot of crowdfunding for resources, particularly for those who cannot access regular resources. Absolutely. It's definitely partnerships like these that help us make home possible. And as we all know, it's not just about putting people in homes, but it's about making sure that they are able to stay there. So thank you for all the work that you do. And thank you for your partnership with us. So thanks, everybody, for tuning into this episode of the Single Family Home Starts Here podcast. Make sure you visit the Single Family website for links to everything that was mentioned in this episode and all the great resources that our guests talked about today. And we appreciate you subscribing, rating, and reviewing this podcast wherever you listen. And we'd love it if you shared with your networks. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Freddie Mac Single Family Home Starts Here podcast. Stay tuned and subscribe to catch additional interviews with key industry leaders and experts. Home Starts Here is available wherever you listen to your podcasts. We appreciate you rating, reviewing, and sharing with your network.